0: Welcome back to another episode of Whist I'm Luke, joined by Tony and Tanner. We've got a great lineup for us today. The back half of May, uh, getting close to the end of Q2, but right in the middle before we get there, we've got some exciting things happening. Future supply chain, as we all know, just under a month away now. Yeah. Just under a month away. Going to be a great time. A lot of folks coming there. I'm excited for this event. Um, I might get a little, little heat for this, but um, so we've got two events that we do each year. F3, Future Freight Festival, and future supply chain. I think I prefer future supply chain. It's just a much more diverse audience and uh, event because it really focuses on the broad supply chain as opposed to the future freight festival. Heavy freight. If you're into freight, F3 is where you want to be. But like the entire supply chain, future
1: supply chain is, it, it's it. Do you guys have a preference? I don't have a preference. I, I'm i looking at some of the, as the registrations flow across my desk. Uh, seeing some of the companies that are attending, it's uh, there's it's gonna be like the who's who of freight and how yeah. in supply chain. So, really well,
2: yeah, we definitely made a shift compared to the last event in November we had, which was awesome. And Chattanooga. I think we got a lot of really good feedback, especially now we're adding some really big names.
0: It's it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun, yeah. I mean, you've got and, and you've got speakers that are coming to from Coca Cola, right? I mean, you've got uh, speakers from some of the biggest you know, real estate companies in the world. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting and, and a lot of new technology that's going to be there as well. Um, that's, you know, obviously emphasis in the freight world, but also uh, broader supply chain as well. So definitely an exciting event. And rumor on the street is we're going to have a couple episodes with Sonar. Yes, we will. Some very special guests on with Sonar as well that I would love to tell you about, but I can't just yet because that'll ruin the surprise. Um, anyways, so we'll see you there. Uh, that's June 21st, 22nd. Going to be a great event, Cleveland, Ohio. And of course, um, after hours party at the uh, Rock and Roll Center Hall of Fame. So always exciting there. But we'll get, we'll come back to that more later. Um, folks, uh, we've been in the back half of Q2 right now. Lots been happening. We've seen some more consolidations, so a little bit of M&A activity. Uh, not nearly as big as Night Swift, you know, US Express, but some things are happening. Um, and we're... Um, Tony, let me just ask you, where where are we in the free market right now? Like what is seasonally normal around this time? And then are are we deviating from it at all or going back to it?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's seasonal? I mean, May, typically the back half of May is stronger than the beginning of May. You see around Memorial Day, you start to see a pickup, right? That summer shipping season. I mean, if you take it's not the peak season, but that the second arguably the second strongest period of for at least truckload movements, is between Memorial Day and July 4th. And so we're getting, approaching that, Blitz Week moved up, right? It was in May, so that helped firm up the market a little. I mean, it, it, you saw rates kind of pick up a little steam last week. Projections followed suit. Volume levels have picked up a little steam. So, I mean, seasonally, you're kind of right where you would expect to be, right? We're about to head into what would be the peak produce season. It's I think the question is how peaky, is that produce season like how how strong is it because it floods in california that really affected planting seasons it'll ultimately affect harvest too and timing so we'll see how that plays out but right now i mean everything looks fairly seasonal i mean you start looking at ocean data it's it's following pre-covid trends Uh, so i mean right now it's acting kind of how you would expect right i think the drop at the beginning of May was kind of unexpected, especially when you factor in what the forecast said, that we would see some movement in April, the end of April and upwards in May. We saw it actually decline, but we rebounded, right? So I think overall, the market's fairly seasonal, but it's not very strong, I guess,
0: is the other factor in that. Tanner, we, we've we seen rates now kind of bump up about three and a half percent over the last week and a half. Is that something to be excited about or is this, do we, do we think it's a blip?
2: Yeah, I think it's a blip. Um, We've been talking about last few weeks about we're going to get a lull, right? We're going to get a long time kind of lull in the spot market. And I think, Tony, what you mentioned about Blitz Week, a little bit of seasonality. You know, we had that 20 day floor that we held right at about 222 a mile, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, late April leading into May. And then we all kind of Got shocked by this drastic move down again, about another 10 cents. Um. So yeah, Blitz Week, we've recovered. We're right back at that 222, 221 level. Put it, put it up on the screen. Um, be, for, yeah, throw yeah, it up. I, I, I think we're going to float here for for quite a while. I think, you know, yes, with seasonality, uh, we're going to be looking at ocean data a little bit um, later on in the show. Got a little bit of demand picking up there. Um, huh. But in my opinion, I think we're going to float right around this this 220 to 225 range.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there it is right there for folks if you haven't been able to see it yet. So uh, blue line is is where we are, kind of over the last basically over the last year. Um, are we able to get it on the main screen? Let's go ahead and pop it up. There it is. So, yeah, just like you said, there's that 20 day floor that you called out there where we hung out for a while. And, like you said, we, we've come right, come right back to it. Which, by the way, I think our, our forecast was anticipating a little bit of a bump around here as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, you've got Memorial Day, right? This is a time frame where, right, you from a shipper's perspective, you want to get stuff off your docks, right? Right, uh, you want to make sure it's where it needs to be for this summer because i mean memorial day is kind of that unofficial start to the summer season uh so you that's one thing and then you do typically have capacity constraints uh around holidays right you'll see drivers i think the question this year is like how much capacity comes off the road like can they afford to do that yeah we talked about it earlier in the year or well it was really around the holidays like you saw arguably more or the Christmas New Year's holiday you saw more capacity come off you saw rates really aggressively move higher during that period but we were still coming off highs right we were still the market was still I mean you look pre-holiday I mean spot rates were still what 260 a mile or 250 260 we've come down significantly i mean we're talking 30 cents a mile these yeah. carriers were flush with cash still they could afford to stay off the road and the ones that stayed out made money can they do that now i think that's the question i mean from the peak to now what is it down 20 almost 22 percent so i mean you're talking a pretty just start of the year, year yeah and date and we were already down quite a bit yeah so you're talking dramatic declines overall 50 yeah. cent, uh, cents a mile yeah can you afford to stay can you afford to take this time off i guess is the question that's going to be asked
2: yeah and there's always a back half to this statement too is like okay if revenue or or driver pay is falling what are costs doing and the yes. interesting thing is basically looking at the same chart if you put it against fuel fuel is actually still 14% higher than where we were compared to the peak so costs have not insurance is still high truck payments are still high and fuel which is arguably a driver's biggest expense that they look at that hits them on a
0: daily basis uh and it's 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 even increased Yeah. yeah yeah so all around increase so so rates are still very depressed do we do we expect this to continue to bump through memorial day or do we think we'll hang out around this 20-day floor range?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the forecast kind of shows getting up to like 227. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you maybe have so a little, teeny bit above. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not much, but then it kind of flatlines in June. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be anywhere between 221 and 230. I think anywhere in that range is about where we'll hover, I would sure. say, for the next. What it looks like is the next, at least the next four weeks is getting Got in that range. Okay, no, that makes sense. That's good. So... In, in essence, just to summarize
0: right now, so rate's still down about 22% year to date. However, we've seen a little bit of a bump. Most of that is mostly just due to like, you know, we kind of get into the end of the month, the holiday. Um, we're blipping really back up to that, that 20-day range, maybe a hair above it. Not something to get too excited about going forward. It's really just a blip. But if nothing else, we found a short-term bottom yeah, that we're, well, we're hanging out in. Th- at least that's how it appears, right? Yeah. So good. Well, that's good. Still a lot of room. I think we don't have it on the screen, but on the contract side, I think we all know still a lot of room probably for the contract market to come down since the spread is still pretty high. So if spot rates do hold this level, we should expect contract rates to to fall further. Um, what I, what I want to highlight though too, is, um, we, we've talked a lot about demand, right? And demand is, is one of the biggest leading, uh, indicators for where, um, For where the freight markets go, right? You know, demand obviously increases extensively, right? That'll eat away at that available capacity. We should see rates rise and vice versa. So, um, and one of the biggest indicators that we look at for future truckload demand is ocean imports. And we've been looking at our ocean import data for a while. Um, And we've seen a little bit of a bump. Again, to your point, it might be a little bit of a blip, but I think it's good to highlight. So let's go ahead and throw up uh, year to date. We're going to look at um, some of the ocean bookings that we've seen here. And I think this is exciting if nothing else, it's a, it's, we're, we're not falling anymore. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of what it is. Right. And I think we can't go up until we find a bottom. Um, and it's, what's interesting here is this, this bottom hit in the middle of February, which is about when we would expect it to hit, you know, with previous, you know, lunar new years. But I mean, we're, I mean, we're at a year to date high, we're at a year to date high. And I think that that says something that we're pushing higher. Um, what I what I'm curious about though I guess Tana let me ask you this or Tony is the you know we we're, we're seeing this bump in bookings right so future you know shipments coming to the US is this in relation to Memorial Day cuz that would that would take too long to get here so
1: what is this bump like why is it happening now why didn't it happen I guess earlier uh, I mean I think you start factoring in you look at the time I mean back to schools one of them right if you think that's one of the next like mm. major I don't mean to say major bumps to like spending or boost to spending, but it is a time frame that does move freight. It's very, it's not a very like prolonged bump, but I mean that you start factoring in, okay, this is now you're talking what 20, I think it's a 20 day, 25, 28 day average transit time. There's really no delays. So you're talking a month, four yep. to five weeks. So this is putting you early July hitting the shores. I mean, that gives you time to get it on the shelves, for that back-to-school season, if you think that's really end of July, the first maybe week or two in August. and I think that's part of this bump. I don't know if it's all of it, but I think it it does play some factor.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think another part to consider is maybe kind of the over-exaggeration of what interest rates would do. I think a lot of retailers in early February, they were worried about what the Fed was going to do, so they under-ordered, expecting to, a lot of that inventory to kind of peel out. And so since retail spend has still remained high, I think they were expecting it to drop a lot further than it has, right? Retail spend has only been dropping I, I think the last report is about $900 billion, I think it's not by much, right? Um, so I, I think maybe it was an over-exaggeration that they they stopped ordering. And so now I think we're seeing that backfill of inventory yeah. warehouse levels are kind of starting to level off, pick up a little bit. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's it, it's seasonality moving to the summer, but also thought that February dip that we had was a little bit of an over-exaggeration.
0: Yeah. And if we back the chart up a little bit too, I think we'll see that it's not something that's, it, it, it's bumped up, but it's it's really back to 2019 levels um, around this time. So here, let's go ahead and throw this up on the screen. So really you know, the 2019 levels that you see here going back or, were mostly in line with that. And, and we see we see a bump kind of running up into July and then it looks like it dips after July, um, which is is fairly seasonal, even during the pandemic while it did a lot of craziness. If you look at 2021 July,
1: it dipped as well. Yeah. I mean, it really is like leading into May, right? Henry's article was what? The end of May and right. last year, like leading into it, things were still kind of ticking a little higher and then it just like the bottom fell out. Right. Kind of like it's what happened at 19. It happened in 12. Well, 20 was an anomaly because everything was like, that was when you were reopening and everything kind of surged back. correct? But 21 you see same thing ticking up into may and then it drops out in june so i do think it's it's more seasonal than it is anything but like you alluded to it's not going down anymore i think that's the like if there's a positive sign like that number hasn't like completely collapsed again like and as you said like maybe february was an over exaggeration or under like they were expecting things to be worse and maybe they weren't at haven't been as bad I think there's some maybe headwinds coming. Uh, but I mean, if you look at the largest retailers, like some of them have made headwind on their or headway on their inventory levels. Right. But they haven't all gotten back. Still to fairly they, blown it, Yeah. So it's, that's where I think you don't see maybe a surge, like a massive surge. Uh, mm-hmm. You do see so, some of these retailers have made progress and are having backfill, but they're still elevated overall.
2: And there's a few things that absolutely could make this data set start to come back down mm-hmm. right if we if inflation continues to remain high right if the federal student the student loan program yep. doesn't go through and people have to get back to paying those right. that's going to take a lot of a disposable income out of the market um so there're definitely as you mentioned a few headwinds that could make this data set trend in the
0: in the opposite direction yeah mm-hmm. could could be a short short term law okay so um i guess along that note you know cuz we're we're O- always fun to predict, you know, kind of put put, put your best crystal ball forward, if you will. Um, where do we expect this chart, the ocean volume, where do we expect it to finish the summer with? So finish by September, right? Because the, the reason why we look at that, right, if it's not being booked by the end of September, it's probably not going to be here for the holiday mm-hmm. season. So where do we expect this? Do we expect it to be in line with where it is today? Higher or lower? Let's start there. I'll say lower. You say lower? No. Yeah. Where it is now? What about you?
2: Um, I'd say I'm gonna say higher. Higher than yeah, I'll go the opposite. Okay. The reason the reason is yeah, is because right. I think eventually when we get towards the end of the market cycle and we do get to about that twenty cent split that we've talked a bunch, I think if we do have a soft landing, which they've done pretty well so far. So far, I'd say they've done pretty so good. Far, right? huh? If we get to a soft landing and uh maybe student loan debt does get let go or accused and people don't have to pay that, um, I think you might get a little of the demand spike. And so I, like I said, don't call me bullish yeah. in the year, but uh, it definitely is possible if, if this supposedly soft landing does go well.
0: So you're you're betting on the them either suspending or delaying potential payments?
2: Uh, or yes, yeah, suspending them and just be, getting rid of the loans completely so that you don't have. How to much of the
0: loans do we have? What's out there right now? 1.2?
1: You know the number? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. It's, I don't know. It's remarkably high. And it's. Uh, I guess my cons- the headwind part where I would think lower. One point seven eight trillion with a T. Yeah. I mean it's it's a massive amount. Uh I guess my concern would be those so think of it in a few ways. And not everybody carries student loans. So that's one pack factor. So it right. it's not gonna affect everyone. Mm-hmm. But typically it affects your younger some of them, toddler, some people are right? already are in school with the student loans, not yeah. spending a lot anyway. Yeah. So you've got say call it the people that are between 40 and 22 those ones that are just coming out and, and making right. their first real paychecks those are the ones that typically carry the debt but they're also the ones that spend the most money right if you take especially those that have come out and have never had to make the payment right say they graduate in 2020 and these things have been suspended the whole time well now it's going to come due something's going to come due average payments around 400 dollars. they've never actually had to pay that number like that $400 can go like that's an instant it's out of your discretionary spending yeah right so that you've been spending how does that impact it like if it comes back in the way that kind of like it could like it feels like that $400 can go a long way right I mean you saw stimulus what were what were those 1200 buck checks or something like that like those went a long way. Well, you're taking $400 out means three months basically over the same as that stimulus. Yeah. And you saw how demand reacted when stimulus came out, how does demand react when now, instead of stimulating the account, you're pulling an extra say $400 out of people's discretionary income of those that do carry student loans. Right. Uh, That's the only like one that it's really hard to like predict because you don't really know exactly how it's going to happen because yeah, it's it's one of those, like... And when it does, does that come it. back? So it's supposed to be 60 days after they rule on if the Supreme Court rules on it, or it's 60 days after it expires, which would be June 30th would be the expi- expiration. So, so 60 so, days after that. Which is September 1st. So it's right there at that end of September, or beginning of September. Uh, so assuming all that goes to plan, let, let's say... It, it, right at the basically
0: start of the fourth quarter... You're taking out. When would we feel it? So September first, right? They kick back in, right, they gotta start making those payments. Are we gonna f- probably takes what about a month to start
1: feeling this? So I would I would, would think so. I mean, somewhere in that range, right? Mm-hmm. Month. I would say, look at fourth quarter spending as a whole right. and how that is impacted. That'll be one of the interesting tells.
2: Yeah, and relating it back to kind of the U.S. domestic truckload market is that contractor rates are falling at a rate that it would we would get to that twenty cent spread around the end of this year. Yeah. So if that ocean, depending on what the ocean market does, the reason I think is possibly getting bullish and moving into 2024 is that if you do get that 20 cent split, that means we're at the end of the market cycle. Yeah. If capacity continues to leave the market by the time we get to January of 24, and then all of a sudden you've got this inbound ocean demand from ordering in Q4, I think that's where you might get a little bit of a reversal. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, $400, that's a lot of money to take out of discretionary spending per month, but
1: um, Especially if you haven't budgeted for it. I think that's the big one. It's like, if you've just spent, I mean, you have to remember how many people live paycheck to paycheck still. I mean, it it is way more than you think it is. Uh, And then you add in another $400 expense that's coming out of four hundred dollars that they've been spending already. Well, well it's, yeah, it's not that they've
2: been saving it because savings rates haven't gone up. It's yeah. the fact that they went out and got a car payment, or they've been blowing that four hundred dollars a month. It's yeah. not like people are just have four hundred dollars interest. They went and added something to their bills.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or mortgage, or right? Like, I think I saw uh, average mortgage rate now with interest rates is like twenty seven hundred dollars. And the spread between yeah, so the rent and wait is that is the yeah. widest it's ever Rent
0: was I think seventeen or eighteen hundred. Yeah. It's almost a thousand dollars. Eleven eleven hundred dollar split between
1: yeah. paying for a mortgage and paying for rent. For rent. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's, I, it'll be interesting to see how if that's it's, impacted in any way. Yeah. One thing let's, last chart we're gonna show
0: here is is ocean rates. Cause I think this one paints a really interesting picture for how the, I think the demand is flooding. So this is year-to-date um ocean container rates from China to North America West Coast, right? So this is this is arguably the biggest trade lane um, that we have, at least in terms of volume. So this measures the daily rate on the lane. So right now we're sitting at about thirteen hundred dollars a container. Um, and notice that, and, and I think you're right. I, I think this is where that ocean demand. It's a quick blip. I kind of I, I, I lean on you here because um, we saw that bump heading into uh, mid-April right? That big bump where we went from $1,000 a container all the way up to, I think, about 1700 So 70% increase in about you know two or three days. Um, and then now we're kind of trickling back down again, meaning I I think that demand's probably short-lived.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you, one of the things to remember on the ocean side is, what is it? Nine carriers control 90% of the market They're about is. like that. So like they can They can pull capacity off. They make it, it's easier for them to pull capacity out of the market and try to move rates, right? They can try to pass general rate increases, things like that. They pull capacity off. They just slow down transit times, right? They blank sailing. So, I mean, like for them, it's a lot easier to try to control what's going on in the market from a spot rate perspective. And I think that's part of what you see here. Uh, and I think that's also why you're seeing some of a blip, like some of that increase too. Yeah.
2: And what's crazy is that, you know, this we're looking at a short-term pop here of like 700 bucks. What's even gnarly is if you go back Looking at three or four year chart, this lane was moving for like twenty thousand plus dollars. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I don't know, what, yeah, yeah. like what seven hundred dollars does for them. Like it looks like they went on strike and said, okay, hey, we're lifting seven hundred, but seventy <laughs> percent <70% laughs> increase in three. Days. But you are still down from like twenty two thousand
0: dollars at the peak of yeah. for and this I, lane. You are down like ninety three percent. What? Yeah. Like yeah. right now after the
1: after the pump, you are down ninety three percent. Yeah, it's it. I would not want to be an ocean carrier that. Has to answer to their shareholders. But I mean, it's, I think this goes into some of Craig's talking points about freight as a commodity. Like it it truly is a commodity, right? Like it has these dramatic swings similar to commodity pricing, right? Look at oil and and the swings that those have. So I think it's one of those. This is just kind of, it shows that it, and it is. I mean, it, yeah. 100 it, it really, percent it is. So, hundred percent it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, anybody doesn't think it's a it's a commodity is it, they're not playing in the, in the same game. I mean, it's right. Supply and demand dictate uh, essentially everything. Right. You know, service is relevant up to a point. Up to a point. Yeah. Like I mean, we've seen service get thrown out the window so many times. Right. Yeah. Relationships have gotten thrown out the window so many times. There. And and you might be if you're watching this, you might be the exception. Right? But when we look at the entire market, the market really has when demand went too crazy, right? All those contract rates thrown out the window, rebids, go to the spot market, right? Now the flip side's happening.
1: All those contracts are being renegotiated lower, lower, lower. Yeah, I think anecdotally, some of the things I've heard was carriers came back to shipper and broker partners in Q3 of last year, newing rates were coming down, trying to go rebid those contracts lower then. And so they kind of maintain this like yeah that little bit where we've seen contract rates fall this year. Like they haven't felt that yet. Like those are going to come to bed here before too long. And when those do, it's like, we'll see what actually happens. But I think that can go into this further acceleration of downward movement on contract rates.
2: Yeah. This week is the, it's been 12 months since the peak of the contract to market. Yep. So on May 22nd, so Monday, 12 months ago was the peak of the contracted line haul average yep. at $2.97. So if you're a carrier that's been locked into a 12-month contract at $2.97, in order for you to maintain that business today, if you want to re-sign that contract, you're making about $0.54 less per mile on that contract. This time. And that's the reason they've been able to hold on to that revenue, because they've been locked in that mm-hmm. contract. So, I mean, how big is it for a carrier to go from making... 50 cents more to now just a, on a flip of a dime when these contracts go into effect now 54 cents less like yeah, what's
1: that do to that or that hurt revenue. Hurt it. yeah absolutely i mean and expenses are up right like it's not yeah. like they've come down i mean fuels come down from it, like from that but it's it's not in any meaningful way like it's not 54 cents a mile right?
2: yeah and, so. and you, you're not right we only have a a month and a week left, um, right? Five weeks left in order for the Q2 report to hit in Q3, but I think it's definitely gonna affect them in Q3. So I think the report that you get in October, November for Q3, that's the report that's gonna be really, really bad for, for asset base. Yeah,
1: it, no, it sure feels that way. Be
0: interested to see how it plays out. Well, folks, that's all we have time for today. Uh, remember, future supply chain, if you're able to be there, we will be there. That's June 21st and 22nd in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And uh, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn for more updates throughout the week. Have a good day.